Welcome to Here's What You Do, an advice podcast from an optimist, a pessimist, and a nihilist who managed to start a company together. And even that decision took a few years. I'm Steven. I've been called an optimist, but I prefer passionate. Gross. I'm Ryan. I've been called a pessimist, but I prefer pragmatic. And I'm Shane. I've been called a nihilist, but I prefer existentially grounded. As always, we're going to be answering three questions submitted by you. If you'd like to submit your questions for future episodes, send them on over to hwydpod at gmail.com or swing by patreon.com slash watcher. Yes, yes, yes. Today's topics are internships, shopping habits, and moving out from your parents' home. Wow. Got some some good ones here today. Juicy topics today. Juicy. You know, we we do we pick our questions on our own. Have we ever uh, told people that? I guess that's not a shock when they know what the questions are. Are yeah. you saying that in the sense of like we are actually reading these submissions? Shane's trying to say he doesn't want any responsibility for the questions that we pick. That's exactly right. Oh, is that what he was getting at? Don't that's hold okay. me accountable for those other questions. I'm I not. <laughs> I'm not answering any of Shane's <laughs> questions from here on out. Well, no, you still have to answer them. Oh, okay. But you can always half-ass the answer like I do anytime a serious (laughs) question comes up and I just say, yeah, do whatever's good for your mental health. Sometimes Shane's half-ass answer, though, is literally not answering. (laughs) Yeah, that's true, too. When you look at his waveform, it's like a, yeah. (laughs) He's like one of those big bass fish that people used to have on their wall. Well, some of them, it's like, you know, the answer is deep inside you. It's there all along. It's there in the Mm. question. You know, <laughs> the answer is yeah. deep inside you. Mm-hmm. All <laughs> your Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, this is an exciting episode, a landmark episode of "Here's What You Do." What episode number is this? Huh? Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Six. Well, this is a teen. Sweet sixteen. Six. Sweet right. six. This is one for the record books because this is our first episode with a follow-up update. A oh. follow-up date. Oh. Um, from one of our uh, submissions. I can't wait. Yeah. People have wanted to see what the fallout is by following our advice. And uh, right. you're about to see that now. Um, yes. And here we go. Um, and as we have said this uh, on another episode, but as a reminder, if you if your question does get picked and you would like to submit an update, just email hwydpod at gmail.com and just include update in the uh well, in the well, subject. I think there's somebody Oop, knocking on my door. What do you mean there's someone knocking on your door? This is a landmark episode of Here's What You Do. Tell them no that. Idea, Don't answer got, the I door. Can you scream this is a landmark episode of Here's... And he's gone. And he's gone. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm just Back picturing here. her with, with several bushels of strawberries. Yeah. No, she doesn't have any bushels of strawberries. Actually, are there any strawberries in there, Mari? Two full cases. Do you want some? Are you kidding? Or are you... No, she actually has two full cases of strawberries. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, wow. Uh, what was the original question here? We should provide some context. Uh, this was a few weeks ago. This was from someone who had... Uh, oh, oh, as I was saying, though, before you left us. Um, yeah. He left us. He left us, etc. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not that serious, but yes. Yeah. Um, uh, if you have an update, send it to hwydpod at gmail.com and just include yeah. update in the subject so we can easily find it. It'd be very funny if someone sent an update and just pretending to be someone that we had talked to, but 
Hopefully, no one. Well, would now you've that put that out there, and don't someone will do that. Be funny. No, guys, don't do that. Don't do that. That's dirty. <laughs> Your advice ruined my life. Uh, this was from. <laughs> I lost uh, everything. Uh, a few weeks back, Excited Excavator was hey. their handle. Yeah, um, they good. had uh, a sort of a myriad of of concerns. One of them was about moving out, and in particular, they they were anxious about making eggs. Uh, their parents mm-hmm. were sort of citing their lack of ability to make eggs as yes. as a indicator that they were not ready to be independent. Yes. Um, uh, so here we go. Here's their here's their follow up here. Hi, excited excavator here with an update on my fear of eggs. So after nice. I heard the podcast, I decided to take whose advice do you think they decided to take? This is a real fun game to play. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at it, so I already know who it is. Oh, I already okay. know too. Oh, uh, it's, it's me. It's, uh, is it, wait, let's get Shane. Is it Shane? So they, they took my advice. Sorry, Stephen. Right. I didn't have the funds to move to Japan. Oh yeah, that was your advice. Not even a sorry mm-hmm. to me. Not even an apology to me. <laughs> what was your advice? I don't even advice. What's up? What's up with that? I don't remember my advice, but I, I that doesn't factor into me being offended right now. How come Stephen gets an apology? You know what? I'm not. I'm, read it. Fine. Whatever. Yowza. <laughs> So, I bought a bunch of eggs and decided to have an egg party over FaceTime with my friends. We all cooked a bunch of different types of eggs and then ate them together, and it made it really fun. It made it a really fun, less stressful experience for me. I tried fried, scrambled, runny, green eggs, my friend Alexis's idea, and I also microwaved one because I wanted to see what would happen. It actually cooked all the way through in just 45 seconds. I tried to add milk into the scrambled eggs like Shane suggested, but I only drank uh, but I only drink almond milk, so it gave it a bit of a weird taste. Yes, mm. that that would. Yeah. Uh, my That's favorite kinda, was yeah. the fried egg, and I didn't try the runny egg because I was scared. LOL. Anyways, <laughs> long story short, it was an experience filled with growth, and I learned that the way to combat a fear is to overcome it with friends and make nice. it fun so you don't feel as scared. I attached some photos with my friends and for proof. (laughs) Please don't judge how ugly my eggs look. We all know I can't cook. I love you all so much and thank you for helping me overcome my fear. An average hen lays... Three hundred to three hundred twenty-five eggs a year. Really? That's three hundred eggs eggs a year. That's That's one a a day. That's That's as many eggs. And sorry to take it back to this, but that's as many poops as Ryan takes a year. So is it? Yes. No, it's definitely less. It's probably less, actually. It's yeah. less? Yeah, because I'm going okay. maybe like once or twice a day. Okay. It's almost as many, and Ryan puts a night. lot. Uh, That's crazy. For, further interesting, more though, like an activity. There, there's a is. postscript here. They said, P.S. I showed my mom the podcast, and she thought y'all were hilarious. Shane, your assumption that my mom uses the egg excuse in arguments is 100%. I pointed that out. What are you talking about? What was Shane the egg excuse? I don't know. I feel like it was me, huh? What I is the egg excuse? Somebody go well, back we, and maybe we both stumbled upon that. Well, maybe it was Stephen. I can't remember. That's both of us. I don't know. Um, wow. But the eggs, I gotta say, they did great with these eggs. I'm looking at these Hold eggs up. right now. Uh, let me look at the photos. Oh, I'm looking at the picture now too. I'm seeing oh, a, 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 a screenshot of the this? FaceTime. Is that a, is that a oh, man scrambled or fro? What is that? I can't tell. You know, um, <laughs> the egg on the bottom right looks like Jabba the Hutt. That one actually looks the most appealing to me. That one looks That's good. That's probably the fried egg. The scrambled egg like look it's gonna kind of like you up in a little uh, basement, like molecules floating around. I was gonna say you they know, look a little bit like walnuts. 
Oh yeah. Top yeah. left has it for me. Top left for me looks pretty damn good. That's a picture That's of the, gig if the I've green ever ones. One. Whoa. This is some food coloring ac action there. That's crazy. And you have a lot of friends. Wow. You have yeah. a lot of friends, excited One, excavator. Two, three, four. I see four At least friends four. here. Yeah. Uh, oh no, yeah, because the bottom one may be self view. Yeah, that right. could be. But either way, yeah, that's a that's a, a good gang you got there. One person is so excited about eggs, they're thinking about eggs, as represented mm -hmm. by that very funny egg thought bubble. <laughs> that's really fun. I, I frankly, it seems like a really fun idea for a party. Oh, I love it. I love eggs, man. I'm not gonna lie. They're great. <laughs> you, can have, you can have eggs every day. I wish I could. Uh, I could. I just I don't. But um, they're high in cholesterol. In a perfect world, right? I'm, I'm having eggs every day. They probably are. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you could have egg high whites. High protein. High in protein too. It's very funny because uh, someone tweeted at me maybe a week ago, and they were like, "I just broke my yolk," and they were talking about when. And I saw that tweet maybe an hour after I had made two eggs on my uh, stove and broke both yolks myself. Um, Damn, dude. And was just like, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> uh, so often. I just can't. I'm a terrible cook. Whatever. We don't that's a fun it. saying, Fine. too. Like, ah, oh, man, you really broke your yoke there. You broke the yoke on that one, huh? <laughs> Look what you did. You broke your yoke. Uh, uh, so fun. Thank you for the follow-up. I'm, gr I'm glad yeah. to hear you've made some progress with, with the eggs. And, um, you know. It's a, it's a great uh, attitude. I feel like okay. we're changing people's lives here on the podcast, guys. At least one. Mm -hmm. At least, At least one. Maybe, maybe one. Maybe one. Maybe we're changing people's life. Life. Well, and this person's mom, who seems to probably, he's probably happy about this egg adventure. Yeah. But take that, take that attitude and apply it to other areas of your life. If there's something you're scared of, you know, maybe new responsibilities in life. Uh, the things that uh, come with adulthood, embrace them. Try to, uh, you know, doing your taxes. It's really fun. Maybe do it with your friends. Mm. So this, 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 this methodology of doing things with your friends could get you out of a lot of pickles then. Yeah. But Shane, what if I have a fear of pooping in public? <laughs> would I then FaceTime <laughs> with my friends and have a poop party? Yeah, you would. Huh? Smart guy? Yeah. Yeah. Not so good advice now. I huh? guess, yeah. I guess my advice sucks. <laughs> you know, I think we lasted three episodes without making any references to bodily fluids, and we just broke that. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Sorry. Worth it. Let's get into it. Uh, I'll, I'll kick it off today. We have a fresh cue here. This one is about internships. Hmm. It's from Kimmel Rudifer. Uh, hey, guys, what is up? I recently, I recently got my first serious internship in my dream company, and thus I'll be withholding details in fear anyone will ever find this if you read it out. Ooh. I've been planning to intern here for the past two years, and it's a miracle I ever got in. I'm very determined to do my very best and not disappoint my supervisors who took a risk in hiring me in this impending economic recession and pandemic. However, mm. a prevalent theme in my life is messing up, TM. And I'm constantly making mistakes or running into small misfortunes, be it by unforeseen circumstances or of my own forgetfulness slash carelessness. Unfortunately, this is also followed into my internship, from typos in my work to forgetting deadlines. It got to a point where my supervisor started to give some of my assignments to other interns mm. because she couldn't trust me, I think. Oof. It feels very shitty. 
Yeah, I do everything from making to-do lists to setting reminders, and I'm absolutely trying my best, but it seems like I just can't stop messing up. Do you have any yeah. advice uh, or internship stories to make me feel better about the inevitability of my mistakes? Thanks. Good work, you group of mad lads. The number of skeletons per body will always be more than one because of pregnancy. I think that means the average number of skeletons per body. I would say so. Yeah. yeah. Freaky. This question, uh, for lack of a better term, fucked me up, guys. Now it's a uh, did it very really is uh well I mean because I've been in, in so many internships. Me too. And uh, I, yeah. I know what she's talking about. So anyway, I'm curious what you have to say here, Shane. I'll say this off the bat: uh, the fact that you're aware that you got some some slipsy doos and some habits that you'd like to improve upon is good. And the fact that I mean, it sounds like you're trying a lot of things to improve your habits. Uh, and even if they're not working, I would encourage you to continue to try to explore different systems of organization. And yeah. I'm saying this as one of the most unorganized people I've ever met. I've never met anyone as unorganized as me. Um, at least when Ryan it comes might to, be. I might give I, you a run for your money, but I maybe. mean- maybe. I think I'm a disaster yeah. when it comes to like planning things and and um, just like mentally mapping out like my workload. Hmm. Yeah. But so the fact that you're trying to improve, there's like a million different ways to target this stuff and make yourself better at it. So the fact that if you've tried several things and they're not working, that doesn't mean it's the end of the line. There's still plenty of other things you can do. Research it. Talk to other people. Um don't be a, like, here's the thing. Nobody's perfect. Uh, and I, I have found in the past, at least in my experience, I've always beat myself up for my failings when it comes to my job performance um, a lot more than my employers do. Um I don't know if I've ever walked into any sort of like, I guess like a performance evaluation, basically. <laughs> Um, uh, they, different companies call them different things, but I guess at, at every, any point in your company, you're going to have some sort of like check-in at some point yes. during the year where they yeah. kind of go over stuff. I, for the longest <clears throat> time, um, even all the way up through Buzzfeed, every time that happened, I'd be like, oh man, they're going to chew me out on this one. I'm really yeah, me too. <laughs> screwing up here. And then almost without fail. I mean, aside from like normal things where they're like, oh, you know, you could be better about communicating these things or, yeah, mm -hmm. you, you know, this project took a little, like it was generally like, oh no, you're doing fine. Um, uh, despite me thinking that I'm a disaster. So yeah. I think it's a toss up of, of one, not being too hard on yourself and two, uh, just trying to improve yourself on your own terms is that advice huh i think that was advice wow huh? by the just by the way in, in the past you're the only advice that's been confirmed to be followed and successful that's so true you're one for one here and me and ryan are over one well we don't really know what the under part of that fraction actually is it could be one true. for because if someone followed shane's advice from some of the other questions it would be like <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, emotions man <laughs> Before we move on, they'd also asked for stories. I have a very brief story about my, I think it was my last semester. Oh, I have Columbia. some too. 
at Columbia College Chicago. I worked for this company that has <laughs> since um, folded called Red Car, and they were a post house for commercials. They did like McDonald's yeah. commercials. And I remember I really wanted the internship. Uh, it was unpaid uh, except for lunches, which I was like, perfect. This is a steal. Um, that did, it was that during my steal. last semester of college. I was incredibly busy, <laughs> but it was like, it was like an office space that I wasn't used to where it was like, you know, this beautiful brick building kind of open space. It looked really fancy. It was kind of in the river North area in Chicago. Um, and I remember thinking like, wow, this is a get. And then the internship just like, I, they didn't have a lot for us to do. And they were like, well, you should be able to, you know, find things to do here. You can find the opportunities and make opportunities for yourselves. But then I'd talk to the other interns and we'd be like, we're just going grocery shopping a lot for these people. Uh, and there's nothing else to do here. Um, and then like two thirds of the way through the quarter or semester, um, finals were coming up uh, and I was just really busy and I just emailed them and I was like, Hey, uh, I'm not going to come in for the rest of the semester. I guess I kind of quit. And they were like, well, you know, you're, we're not going to write you a letter of recommendation or, you know, give you any, there was no credit. And I was like, Oh, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I don't give a shit. But like my one (laughs) takeaway from that was, I was like, Oh, it seems like working in commercial post-production is miserable. You're all miserable people. So I've gotten what I need out of this internship. I know that I don't want to do what you're doing. So thank you. I'll see y'all later. It was great. And now they've folded. So I feel like I won. Um, (laughs) I guess so. Yeah. I will say that my, to bounce off of that story, my anxiety over performance and, you know, making sure people think I'm doing a good job. I want people to think I'm doing a good job is that I also had a similar experience where I realized, oh, these people are very sad. And I still so badly wanted the, their acceptance and for them to think that I was doing a good job, that, like I would obsess over it. And because I had that obsession, I would make little mistakes like this because I was just putting too much pressure on myself to perform well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that in turn gave me the yips where like I was yeah. just second guessing everything I was doing. I was overthinking it. And by overthinking it, I was actually like, forming like negligent behavior in the sense of like I would forget things because I just was like I was just so tight I was just so tight the entire time I was there um in college I had like a, I think I had like four internships I was at Viacom Sony Berman Braun and then this other place that it turned into called Whale Rock I think there's a couple more I'm forgetting some but those are the ones I really remember as being very high pressure um and yeah and I, I would mess up and I beat myself up over it and then I'd have, and, and you know what was funny was like my supervisors were actually very understanding. Like Shane was saying, they didn't think it was that big of a deal. They were like, oh, it's okay. And I thought they were just pandering. You know, like, you know, yeah. they were just like, you're patronizing me and making me feel better um, because I just took it so deadly serious. And I remember uh, <laughs> uh, one of the places, and this wasn't an internship, this was actually um, a job. Uh, my One of my first jobs out of college was doing videography for, for this place that was basically doing like community community access ish type video production and we would film graduations and stuff like that um the reason i bring it up is because i started to make mistakes uh it wasn't an internship like yours is but it was similar in the sense that i was making mistakes and one of the mistakes i was making over and over and over again and i couldn't control it um 
was it happened one time. I was filming a, a graduation and I was panning uh, along with the student walking on the stage. And in that moment, it occurred to me that they can't retake this moment. If I don't capture this moment perfectly, this person's graduation experience, who they've paid a company to capture, and I am that company, if I do not capture this moment, it's ruined. And in when I had that realization, as I was panning the camera, my hand started shaking like violently, <laughs> like so, and I'm not talking like, Oh, the camera is a little shaky. Is there maybe like a like this? Is there like maybe like a slight tremor from people walking in the stands? I'm talking like all like Cloverfield, like all over the place. And the more I tried to control it and stop it, the worse it got. And that footage was garbage. Like wow. like I watched it back later. I I went home. I went into my car. I think <laughs> I might have cried actually because I was so like just worked up over the the failure not only to my my peers and my boss but like to the kids that I was recording and um I went back to the office and I was I did that thing where I was like maybe it's not as bad as I thought and I, and I loaded the footage into the computer and it was worse like oh two to three times worse to the point where no. you couldn't even like they were barely in frame they were like all over the place and I just sat there and I like kind of pushed my chair back from my desk and I just like, I'm gonna get fired. I'm gonna get fired. And they're gonna have to explain to this person who purchased this DVD why their kid is not, because I was the only camera. I was the only camera. <laughs> so I was like, oh I, my God. I, I'm not gonna get into all of it at the moment, but it's very funny because I have a story that's all, like, it's very funny that you and I both worked in sort of these like corporate video weird environments. Um, but I also have a story that's alarmingly similar to that. Um, yeah, in terms of like, I was shooting something that was like a memory for people, for a lot of people and I screwed <laughs> it up and I remember being like, wow, okay, well I fucked this up. Uh, and I, you can't redo it. There's nothing no, you can do. No. And we literally could not redo it. It was like a, it was like an event kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Did and you get fired, Ryan? No, I didn't. So that actually made it worse. So what happened was the boss was like, okay, um, I don't know what happened with this footage. Uh, I'll leave that to you. But you know, this kind of work is not acceptable, essentially. This is crazy. Um, and the reason why I, I, I'm going to, I'll, we'll off air, I will tell you my version of this story. And it's crazy how similar it is. And the reason why I bring this up is because I noticed in her, in her question, I agree with a lot of what Shane said about like, you know, it's probably more in your head and it's not maybe in the employer's head. But what gives me pause is the fact that she did say her supervisor started to give some of the assignments to other people because she couldn't trust this person. I don't know if your supervisor actually told this to you or if this was something you're inferring, but if it is something in fact that has been told to you, it's not in your mind. And now it's just a matter of like, how do you handle it? And that's the reason why I bring my experience up because it was being told to me. It wasn't like, oh, he's upset. I'm like, this, I knew this dude was upset at me. <laughs> and uh, I'll just go through how I reacted to it and how maybe you could go differently. So he gave me that talk and I was like, okay, I can't get nervous like that again. And it just so happened the next weekend we had another graduation. Um, Cause it was graduation <laughs> time. Oh and I go over and I do it again. <laughs> the first person that walks across the stage just, <laughs> just all what is going on them. with your body 
I I was f- so concentrated on the on not making a mistake and not ruining so this strange. for the company and for this person that like my body was like no you can't do it you can't you're gonna mess it up again all I had in my head was like you're gonna mess it up you're gonna mess it up and my hand I couldn't control my hand it was just shaking. And it's also it, incredibly it funny because it's your it's the one thing you have to do, and you exactly. all, the one thing you have to do is keep a camera still and trained on someone who is walking very slowly. This guy must have been livid. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, dude. <laughs> Even thinking about it right now is actually making my hand tremor <laughs> a little bit, just because like I, the fear is so real and palpable. Yeah. Um, and what's even funnier about this is this guy hired me because I went to school for cinematography. I had like a beautiful <laughs> portfolio and reel of all these music videos and things I've just shot that look so professional. And he's like, oh, I'm getting this kid to hold a camera for graduations. This kid's going to do this in his sleep. And then he, I start turning in footage. Like here I am, this college hotshot. And now I'm turning in shaky footage. Um, and I think the reason why I just kept continually messing up over, and I did it again, by the way, one more time. Wow. And that's when I thought, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get yeah. fired. Um, and he didn't fire me because he, I think he did see how much it affected me. Because I am I, I think I cried when he would talk, was talking. Like, I wasn't like a sobbing, but it was like one of those tears you don't want to come out because I was just so embarrassed. And so uh, I felt such a, a, a depth of failure. Um, and I just got in my head. I, I was just so tight over the, the the fact of not making a mistake that it just led to a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way. And I think if I had just taken a step back, took a couple breaths and realized, okay, I made a mistake. That's it. Just leave it at that. But what I did instead was I made a mistake. Oh my God, I can't do that again. I'm not mm. good enough for this job. Why is this guy hiring me when I don't deserve this? And just you know started to read into the mistake. Um, I'm also a perfectionist and a people pleaser. So like, I just got caught up in this idea of, you know, fitting this mold that my mind was making instead of just going, Hey, sometimes people make mistakes and that's all it is. That's it. You know, you're not a bad person. You're not bad at your job. You're a human. You made a mistake. That's it. And if someone had just told me that when I was younger, I probably wouldn't have messed up those next couple of times because after, uh, the third time he he didn't say it exactly like that, but he was just like, look, just relax. It's going to be okay. That's it. Like that, the, the third time, I think he realized getting angry wasn't going to do it anymore. And like he was in a situation where we're, this company made money during graduation season by filming these graduations <laughs> and he couldn't, he didn't have enough time to go get another cameraman in the same, yeah. you know, in the same weekend. So it was just like, once I kind of relaxed a little bit and stopped freaking out over being, you know, not making any mistake, uh, it didn't happen anymore. So maybe something like that could help you in the sense of like realizing like don't beat yourself up over a mistake. It doesn't define you or your ability at your job. You're probably great at your job. You just made a mistake. That's it. But Steven, I know you probably have advice for this too, but I have one more internship whoopsie that I think is really fun. It's Go a for short it. one. No, take it. Uh, this company that I worked at that I didn't end up liking, they would send us on grocery runs all the time. And, uh, they, for some reason, they didn't have like a company card or they maybe they didn't trust the interns with it. So they'd give us cash um, and they gave me a $50 bill and sent me to the grocery store. And I got I, it was like down the block. So I'd walked halfway there and I just had this weird feeling where I was like, 
where did I put that $50 bill? And I checked oh, no. oh, my man, pockets. I have this all the time. Yeah. I checked my pockets and it wasn't there. I checked <laughs> I, and I started checking them and I didn't like, I was a pretty broke college student. I didn't have like a lot of money to, to throw around at that point. J- just um, a really quick aside. Yeah. I've always wanted to see somebody in the wild forget something like this because I imagine whenever I do it, I get crazy. I'm like, like padding yeah. all, like I'm padding pockets <laughs> that don't even exist on it my chest. It was like a nightmare because I didn't even have like $50 on me to like make up yeah. for it. Um, yeah. So then I ran into the building. It was like winter in Chicago. So I have just giant jacket on. I'm sweating. I ran into the building uh, and it was like looking up and down the hallway before. And I was like, where did it, where could it have gone? And I looked around for like 20 minutes and then I had to trudge back up to them. And I was like, I don't know what happened to the money. And they were like, what do you mean? And I was like, I don't know where it is. I know this sounds like I'm lying and that I'm just stole the money, but I, what would the point of me even confessing this be? Like, I don't know. And they were like, okay, uh, can you pay us back? And I was like, yeah, I can. Uh, it was nuts. It was nuts. That's a bummer. To make you pay that back, that's kind of crazy. I just remember being either. like, "Where did it go?" <laughs> I was you, like, did you ever find insane. it? No, I think oh, I like. Wow. Crazy. I may have like tried to slip it into into the pocket of the jacket, and maybe it like fell onto a the ground. So I have no idea. It, if it, this if this is like in the phone or even the wallet, I mean, you'd have a wallet. Maybe you put it in your pocket. You took out your wallet. It came out. You didn't realize it. That happens sometimes. I don't know. I just uh, remember being like, whatever. At that point, I yeah. had already kind of hated the company. So I was like, I don't, I'm not going to stay here. If they fire me over this, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny how like an event like that, which is kind of trivial and small in the grand scheme of things, can make you want to be like, I got to move on from this job. It was pretty devastating. I mean, I yeah. knew I didn't want to remain there, but yeah, I just remember being, and like Ryan said, it's a thing where like certain, I mean, if something is getting to the point where, you're having a really tough time with it. It's just very easy to connect your failings uh, yeah. professionally or even small ones with like, you feel like you're a bad person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think you sort of outgrow that as you get older um, and learn like, oh, I've improved on certain things in the workplace. And yet, you know, I'm, I'm still the same old piece of shit. <laughs> It's, it's easy to fall into that trap, though, when you're young and it you're is. hustling, you're trying yeah. to make a name for yourself, prove yeah. your worth. Yeah. Well, it's because your you identity a lot is so of wrapped up. Yeah, yeah, it's so yeah. wrapped up in your work. Um, um, I'll, I'll just round it out here with some advice, and, and I think we got to move on because we are a little bit over here. That's um, fine. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, these are good stories. I won't. I won't go too deep into any stories. I'll just say um, some advice in the form of kind of some proverbial wisdom. First off, there's this saying that my dad always said to me. Um, it's I think it comes from carpentry or something. My dad's an engineer and it's measure twice, cut once. Mm. Just think about that. Before you do something, think about it twice. If it checks out twice, go for it. You know, it feels like a little bit careless. And if you just, you know, do a double take, double check your work, I think it'll be okay. Secondly, I would say uh, slow down. I I oftentimes make these kinds of mistakes when I'm moving too fast, when I'm not uh, really on my feet, you know, um, just take a breath, take a, take a second and be present. Be present in the moment um, because that is gonna help you to 
like get kind of like, like what Ryan was saying is you, you get so lost in like your thoughts that you don't really get to live in the moment. So, um, you know, for me, I used to lose my stuff all the time. Like this is not an internship, but I lost like, I used to lose like my pencil pouches and my, my like notebooks and my journals like in school all the time. And I, my parents knew I was such a mess. And the good news is that I don't lose things as much anymore. And you can train those muscles. You can train yourself to be better at these things. So, you know, over time, I do think you're going to get better. And if you need to, if you really care about this job, uh, I'm just going to say the advice I would, I would do work overtime, double, like work at night, work through the weekends, like really get a hold of this yourself because this is your dream. Um, you're going to have to do some catching up to the, your peers and you know, you might have to put in the work for that. Oh, also one more thing too. And I don't know if this even applies to this, but it might, uh, I think one of the number one internship mistakes and actually just mistakes on set in general is when someone asks you to do something. And if you don't know how to do it, say so as opposed to being like, oh yeah, sure. And then messing it up because it actually just costs more time. And people at these internships actually are there to teach you. And they most likely, I discovered this, enjoy teaching you. So uh, they don't enjoy correcting you after you've said you know how right. to do something <laughs> and then messed it up. So that's another thing to also And they don't about. know what you don't know. Exactly. So you have to say what you don't know. They'll respect right. you if you say, I don't know how to do something. Okay, next question. Here we go. And this is from email. Again, you can email us at hwidpod at gmail.com. Oh. And it says, hey, watcher people, feel free to use a creative name for me. Just don't let Steven pick it. It's shown that procrastinating names has not worked out for him. And a little smiley face here. So your name uh, is going to be Gail. Gail. Mm, that's a good that's a last good name. name. I mean, they Burgish. specifically asked you not to pick a name for them, but now you're doing it. Which I've been I watching love. Parks and Rec, uh, Gail Gurgich. So that's that's a good name. What? You click on Gail Dale. <laughs> Over the last few years, I have developed very poor shopping habits. Uh -oh. For example, my random internet scrolling somehow ends in me buying $50 on items. No matter hey how hard I try, oh, I always seem to buy more than I need. As a college student, I know I need to watch what I spend more carefully, but somehow I keep spending too much. Do you have any suggestions on how to be more strict with spending money? As of 1998, over 50% of Iceland's population believed in the existence of elves. Wow. Gail. P.S. Love your content. Keep up the great work during these strange times. Another smiley face. Thank you for all I gotta the smiley say, faces. The fun fact thing is the greatest thing I've ever contributed. It's to really this good, podcast, Brian. Because now it's we're getting really all these fun facts. Uh, yeah. And it's adding some flavor to this podcast. It really is. Some Elves, much huh? needed flavor. We should have a yeah, definitely checker though, because I don't know no. if all these are real. Mm, I mean, here he comes no. in trying to ruin the fun. No, you can make them up. That, that's, <laughs> that's actually that's kind of like an even better is. way to sign off because then, then you give them sort of a research project. Exactly. And then we could start a separate spinoff podcast called oh, Fact no. or Fiction. Fact checking the get, pod. Oh, no. We're going to get all fake facts if if it's possibly a fake fact put a question mark at the end of it please how about that well, what if they start putting trivia questions <laughs> at the end <laughs> double question mark okay here's my answer i chose this because uh i am the resident business person at watcher entertainment you are that i run He's the a books. business guy ryan and i we, are yawning 
his just old, thinking his about business. actually <laughs> made Shane and I actively yawned. sleepy. He made us At both the sleepy. Same time. When Steven you know said, I am the resident business guy, we didn't do that on purpose. I legitimately no. yawned after. I'll also say I've that. been yawning a lot during this podcast because every time we record this, I close my window because there's so much street noise and Good. it makes the room very warm and the warmth oh, okay. of the room always makes me real sleepy. Gotcha. Not, not my business no, acumen. Not you. No, okay. no, no, no. But for Ryan, yes. No, absolutely. It was directly correlated to your business acumen, especially when you're talking about said acumen. Got it. So I'm going to keep it short and sweet because I know I'm going to bore Ryan out of his little tank top over there. Mm. You, could so call, you, could call, you could say Ryan, but that's representative of the audience as well. Look at poor little Shane. You're going to put Shane to sleep. I'm yeah, I yawned again. Wide awake. I'm so, I don't know why. <laughs> Suck. I'm high Look, this is okay. And, 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 by the way, by the way, okay. You want to know how we run the, the company here? Okay, it's not. It's, this is not a collaboration. Uh, the way that yeah, we run yeah. the money side. It's not like okay, we all no. get together, we all look at our books together. It's more like Ryan and Shane no. say, Stephen, you got this. You handle it, and we're gonna go and make projects. <laughs> And you know what the funniest part about that is we use Steven as a scapegoat often. <laughs> like we'll say stuff like, I don't know, we got to check with Papa Lim. If that if that sounds good to me, I'd love to do that. But Papa, Papa Lim, Lim is the one who's looking at those books. You yeah. both own as much of this company as I do. <laughs> I that, is, that is true. <laughs> Katie in the past, like sometimes Ryan and I are like, I don't know. We got to ask Steven. And she's like, it's your company too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, you're right. It's very funny. I don't do it because I love it. I do it because somebody has to do it. Somebody no, has to run. No, well, you Steven, do you love it. I mean, when flow. you started this, you said you wanted to be more involved on the business end of things. I, I mean, said, I okay. enjoy it. Yeah, that's I, true. I, it's not like I'm like in love with looking at Steven, books of numbers. We all know you have the quote, hello, sharks tattooed right under your, under your nipples. <laughs> it's everyone knows it. You're, uh, what is that? Shark tank, Shane. Oh. Shark tank. He's, luckily, we have Steven Lim. To do all that. So, long story short, make a budget and stick to it. Don't spend more money than you have. I know that you say it's hard for you, but look, okay, and and all of your past purchases, if you've been buying online, they're probably Mm. on a credit card of some sort. So, you can sign up for a a company, uh, like a a service like mint.com, or you can even do it yourself on your own spreadsheet, but write out all of your expenditures. And then you can even um, highlight the ones that you said, Wow, I shouldn't have bought that. Wow, I shouldn't have bought that. <laughs> and then stop buying stuff like that. It's it's not that hard. And I never understood why, especially, I don't know if you're American, Gail, and I'm not, I'm not here to just um, th- throw judgment on you or all of America, but I don't understand this idea of credit card debt in America, where it's like, oh, I'll just spend baby. this money and, and make it later. Like, don't spend money you don't have. That's it. Yeah, I've never it's done tough the credit here. card debt thing. That seems like a, yeah. a bad, bad area to be. I'm always that always blows my mind when people Neither are like, I. "Yeah, I owe hundred thousand dollars of credit card debt." I'm like, yeah. how, how do you? How I would? Feel, I'm also pretty I, frugal I get it. though. It's yeah, me too. It's hard, and it's easy. It's easy to push it aside. But if you have the numbers in front of you, right, then you will see the health of your own bank account. Yeah, and that's important. You got to monitor that. <laughs> The health. The health, Ryan. Yeah. I've never said that in a sentence in my entire life. That's what What's people the say he- that. The he- What's the health of your bank account? You know, like, like a healthy portfolio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Shane. Thank yeah. you. 
At least try to pretend like you care about this stuff, Ryan. Yeah, no. you piece of shit. <laughs> would you rather me uh, pretend and then lie and lie to you, Stephen, or would you rather see the real me? <laughs> Sometimes, if you pretend it, you actually will enjoy it. So you got to get yourself there. But what do you guys think? Just, I mean, what do you? I, I think you're pretty close to it. There, I, I'm a person who doesn't spend beyond my means, and I never really have. Uh, we mentioned earlier, like when I was in college, there was a time when I was like pretty pretty close like i remember at one point like buying gas for my car and being like well i guess i'm not gonna buy much else this week um, food no <laughs> yeah um uh so credit card debt don't do that like steven said a budget set aside a portion of your budget i'm a i'm generally pretty strict with that but then i also every now and then i think because i've largely become pretty strict with it i now i'm at the pay of point in my life where i'm like oh and then a little treat oh a little treat oh maybe i'll get a little treat here uh and i think the quarantine has probably made that even worse because i'm not spending money on a lot of other things so now i'm like yeah we'll get tacos today okay a little treat tacos what are you gonna do the world look i'm not a- and, and the, the flip side of this coin is that the world's gonna end soon and you should buy all the shirts you want <laughs> so there, that there's is my true. fucking nihilist bullshit you got it? Yeah, there, I'm leaning true. into the role, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that I'm not uh, a big spender, which may partly factor into uh, my lack of interest in money stuff because I never really worried about it in the sense that I don't really spend that much money. I've always been very uh, thrifty. How's those iPod um, Pros? Hey, look, man, these were for work. So uh, you could giggle all you want, but... Uh, it, I didn't need these, especially the noise cancellation function, which was helpful when listening to things on my bike. Interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyways. What kind of bike? Oh, I, I don't know if you should be doing that, by the way. You should be huh? aware of your surroundings when you're biking. Well, right? here's the thing. I have one headphone in while I'm on my bike that has noise cancellation. It's not a fact because I can't hear it when they're both in my ears and the noise cancellation is not on, mm-hmm. especially if I'm listening to a pod mm-hmm. or say a cut. We're not here to talk about my biking habits. All I'm saying is that uh, a lot of times for me what works is if you want to buy something, don't buy it. Wait maybe a week. I try to do wait at least a couple weeks. And then if you still want it after that, then go buy it. That is a good approach. I do that with with bigger purchases. I tend mm-hmm. to wait like six months. It's a good it's a it's a it's solid because it usually works. Cause like you'll find that after waiting for even a day, you're like, oh, Maybe that was just a moment thing, like an impulsive thing. I actually don't need uh, whatever it I, is. I you're did that with of. um with PlayStation VR several years ago. Uh, yeah. I thought I need PlayStation VR because I want to enter the next level of gaming. Uh, <laughs> on that note as well, I did make an impulsive purchase once. You did. I, didn't, you did. I did not. I did not do the thing. I did not follow my own advice. What was it? I bought. Was a it a popcorn machine? P- a play- no, I bought a full PlayStation. Uh, first off, how dare you? Popcorn machine purchases are never impulsive. No. Secondly, okay. back no. to the story. Uh, I bought a PS4 system and uh, I took it home and I was like, wow, that was a lot of money. And I sat and I looked at it on my bed and I was like, I don't even play video games that much. Why did I buy this? And I returned it the next day. <laughs> you returned it. Uh, oh, you returned it. What? Okay. And and I just Fair remember enough. Shane, I, I sent a picture to Shane that I bought and he was like actually excited. He was like, oh, wow, we could like, you know, play no, online No, you didn't send a now. picture that you bought it. We went on our lunch break at BuzzFeed. 
to oh, GameStop. Oh, that's right. You were with me. And with I Sarah. was like, I was lording it over. I was like, look who we've got on the PlayStation train. Choo-choo, all aboard. And I took a photo of you buying it. Um, yeah, that's right. And then it, it was weird because I really lorded it over you and was gloating that you had bought a PlayStation. Um, and then you returned it, but... I expected it, your return to be more spiteful. I thought it would be like, well, this is, guess what? I don't even, I'm just returning. But it it was weird. You were just like very sullen about it. You were like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> and I was like, you could at least be spiteful about it. It's fine. Have some no, glee. It was truly, I was like truly bummed out that I had purchased something <laughs> I didn't need. I was like, why did I buy this? <laughs> I'm going to go return this. Well, I still have the photo. It's very funny. By the, by the way, I forgot to say... Um, it is big of you to admit this is a problem. And I think that's the, yeah. the first step of that know, is true. Solving the problem because if you don't admit it, you're I, I've been there where you don't want to admit a problem and then cuz you don't want to let it go. And you're, it looks like you're willing to take that step. And I do have one more piece of advice. Actually, I just thought of this just now as I was saying oh, that. Yeah. Another nugget. The best way to not overspend is to make more money. What is, what is this? Who's this what Gordon Gecko motherfucker? In, <laughs> increase your budget by increase your budget. Get Fucking Stephen Lim right here just uh, opened his mouth like a pelican and swallowed the art of the deal whole. <laughs> no, listen to this. I mean, this this is pretty typical financial advice. Make more money. Corporate fat cat Stephen Lim over here. No, chasing the almighty dollar. I'm just saying. Mm. You don't have enough you can, money. You can take up I another deal job with that by making more. <laughs> no, take up another job. This is this is actually work good yourself advice, to so the bone. Don't listen. That's how to we Ryan do it in America. Here. Work till you're sick. No, 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 no. I'm just saying you can find jobs that pay you more money. For example, I worked at Panera Bread for a day before I realized that I can be a server and make three times the amount for half the effort. So and then he bought Panera Bread, the entire corporation. And now he Look, has delicious I bread just, all the time. <laughs> I just give the facts as they are. If I deliver them in a cold-hearted <laughs> manner, I apologize. But here, I'm here for tough love, and I hope you uh, figure it out, Gail. Thanks for your all question. Right. I love it. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> laughing at the Gordon Gecko reference. It's, it's just, I just, I love when someone references a full character name from a film a while ago. It's, it's like, a great it name. I've only it. seen that movie once. Uh, but, uh, Wall Street or yeah. the sequel with Shia LaBeouf. Money never sleeps. Here, this one came to our email, hwydpod at gmail.com. And uh, it's an anonymous one. The title, Getting My Family to Chill Out About Me Moving Out. Hey, guys, I'd like to stay anonymous. Give me a horrendously bizarre nickname. Uh, Bobby Bidet is going to be your name. then. <laughs> Bobby Bidet. Okay. At the beginning of August, I move into my dorm at my college. The college is 30 minutes away from my house but I'm involved in a lot of activities, so being right on campus was really important to me. However, my family is acting like I'm moving across the globe. I already told my mom I would come back every other week or so to help her feel better about me moving out. My older brother is in community college and living from home, so I am the first to move out. My mom has been extremely clingy lately. My brother is already moving his bath products into my bathroom as if I'm already gone. And my dad is nagging me to, pa to, to pack, even though we are a little less than three weeks away from my move-in date, and I'd rather enjoy my time at home as long as I can before worrying too much about it. Should I just let them act like this 
Should I just let them act like this, knowing I'll be gone soon to avoid the confrontation? Or should I bring up that they need to accept I am moving out and give me space? I want to be independent, but it feels like they are not ready for me to be uh, not around. I love you guys, and thanks in advance for the advice. Bobby Bidet. <laughs> hmm. Now, this is this is interesting because I, too, had issues with moving out. My mom and I are close, um, and it was tough. It was a tough transition um, because I was the first of my household. I'm the older brother of a family of two siblings, of two brothers. And uh, what in the world is Shane doing? <laughs> I was the first of my family to leave. Um, and that was tough. I know it is tough to kind of put up with the behavior that you're going through right now, but I will say that try your very best to look at it through the lens of compassion because it, it, I can't imagine what it's like as a parent to, you know, essentially raise this person. You're raising a friend um, and then just have them leave because it's just like, it's just a chemical thing. Like people want to get away from home. They need to get away from home to grow, but it is, I can imagine it's probably a very tough thing to accept that the only way that this child that I've taken care of is going to grow and become better is if they leave me. And I, I, I can't imagine what that must feel like. So uh, maybe that's not what you wanted to hear. And you could still you know, state your, your, your needs and say, uh, look, I know I'm leaving and it's a sad thing, but I would really appreciate it if these last couple of weeks were this way. You could still say that, but just keeping it in the back of your mind that compassion, because that might help mm-hmm. if they get angry when you say when they when you say something, um, and that's about it. Yeah, I, I think I've only seen my dad cry like a handful of times, and two of them was when my brother moved out, and then when I moved out. It's such an emotionally uh, I don't want to say taxing because it's not taxing, but it's just an emotional moment for somebody who you raised for eighteen years to actually like not be present anymore and so yeah it's just, and no they may not come back either hmm that whoo ryan get them yeah but any, <laughs> anyway um i think uh i don't want i think ryan covered it really well about having compassion and understanding where your you know your parents and your brother are at and i think for you just you just have to get through it and and I think your, you know, your mom and your dad and your brother are all going to deal with this in their own ways. And there's nothing you can really do to get in the way of that. You just have to let it happen. And then once you move out, a lot is going to change and hopefully it's going to get better. But this time period in between, it's, it's really tough. And I can't even imagine being a parent right now in a pandemic and knowing your child is going to go to a place where they could more easily get infected too. So that's, yeah, that's another true. layer that's yeah. of anxiety that is probably layering over everything that your mom's going through. Um, but yeah. you just have to let them deal with it emotionally in their own ways and be patient with them. That's really hard. Uh, you know, it's weird because you you kind of have to be the adult here, uh, even yeah. though you're the child of your parents. But this is one of the hardest moments of their lives probably. And, uh, you know, it's, it's what, three or four weeks until you move out anyway, so. It's also like a moment where they could actually see the chapter turning. Like they, they this is a new chapter in their life. It, there's not many times in life where you're like, this is definitively the start of a new chapter. That's that for them. Especially, I don't know if you're the last kid to leave. Um, but if you are, that's like, you know, empty nesting is, empty nesters, it's like, that's like a real thing. 
Um, also, I do want to say that uh, I realize I gave advice in terms of like your parents. Your brother, on the other hand, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this cool. guy, love this guy, <laughs> this this guy just seems like ah sick dude, bigger bathroom, <laughs> like which is like he doesn't seem that upset. So I think you could be pretty frank with your brother. That's my I'll reading brother, into it. He might be jealous too. So I, I just I you know yeah that's might true. be a little tough for him. Yeah, your parents are probably considering their mortality. Um, yeah, yeah. Something to think, you know, when you older you get, you know, kids going to college. If I had yeah. kids going to college, I'd be like, boy, I'm old, you know? I, <laughs> yeah. There's I'd, not many items left on that bucket list for me. I'd be having a hard time dealing with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not that, you know, there's plenty of young parents out there. Old is relative, whatever. Um, but yeah, here's the thing. You're a half hour away. It's not bad. Try and cherish your time with them. Your dad pressuring you to pack up your stuff just sounds like some classic dad shit. I got to be honest. That yeah. sounds like a, yeah. a dad just being like, well, you know, you got to pack up. Uh, it's funny. Or maybe his way to cope with it as well. Like, yeah. if he can't, if he can't express that he's sad. It's like, all right, well, be prepared. That's the next well, thing. Well, yeah, he's just helping you along advice. your journey. Yeah. Um, but like my uh, Northern Illinois was maybe out like an hour or 80 minutes away from where I lived. And I was home here like it it really didn't feel like i was that far from my parents or hometown at all a half hour is not a lot there's going to be plenty of opportunities and i think this will become apparent as you get there and and do visit here and there or your parents visit you it'll become apparent that it's really not that far uh you, you're gonna be okay you, you may have to hold their hands through this a little bit but you, you're gonna be fine trust me yeah yes yeah Good to be straightforward with your parents too. Just, yeah, just but don't be, just be like, you're freaking me out, man. <laughs> this is my time. This is about number one right now. <laughs> Did you talk about to your parents, Shane? I, Wait, I, what's I, that? I can imagine. Did you ever talk back to your parents? No, not really. I didn't get in trouble a lot though. Cause I didn't really do anything that was worth getting in trouble for. I remember specifically one time my senior year of high school, I think I like, I think I planned something and like missed out on being in it, uh, playing my uh, axe, my horn, my trumpet um, at the basketball game. And um, that was like, I don't know if I was seeing a movie or I missed a game basically. And I remember my mom was like, you're grounded. And I was like, I got to tell you, I don't think I am. I really disagree <laughs> with that. <laughs> and, she, and then she just started laughing. And she was like, no, you're, you, you're, you're grounded. And I was like, I'm, I, don't, I don't agree with that, actually. It's really a pretty s small uh, misdemeanor here. Um, but yeah, I was, I was a pretty easy kid. I don't know, man. I got plans, so. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a crazy going to college is weird because when you're that transition feels like the biggest thing in the world. I remember like I remember like all my high school friends and be I remember I was like, it's crazy, man. We'll never see each other again. We're all gonna <laughs> go our different ways and then cut to like six years later and we were all st still living in our hometown. Be like, are yeah. we going to Denny's again tonight? <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> yeah. it's very funny. It's a strange time. And granted, there were other friends of mine who fucked off to college and went, sorry, the, uh, unnecessary swear there. They, 
danced off to college and then uh, made their jolly way to cities all around the country and I never saw them again. But, you know, different paths. Man, you really yeah. made me miss Ohio. Just, I don't know what it's it was, a, I have a, just I have that a, feeling. It's I weird because I, I, I often talk about like how like weirdly lonely and kind of uh, isolated my time in college was. And I, I did have a plenty of fun because I like hung out with friends at different schools and stuff. But I have such a, it's like, I think there's like instant nostalgia for it, no matter how your experience was. It's just such a yeah, weird yeah. time of your life. Because you think it does seem like Denny's. a huge transition. Did you go to Denny's like, a lot in Ohio? <laughs> no, we went to um, we went to Applebee's in. Or was high that school. like City Hall or something? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yes, 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 yes. It's <laughs> yeah. where the town meets up, Ryan, and share our grievances with each other. Well, eating uh, Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruities. <laughs> man, no, we, it's half off appetizers after 10 p.m. Uh, that was no spot. And Denny's Applebee's. two four six eight menu is good. Uh, Denny's is great, man. Huh? I mean, that, that's not to debate. It I is wish I could go to a Denny's. I, miss I remember a when the when the Hobbit came out, the Hobbit motion picture. Oh yes, starring Martin we Freeman. Went to, we a, went to Denny's. They had a Hobbit menu. Do you remember the Hobbit menu? Yeah, yeah. We must. It must have been with other interns then. I just have a memory of being at Denny's with BuzzFeed people. I feel like you were there too, Shane. Maybe uh, I didn't socialize a lot though in those first like three hmm. or four months of the internship. Maybe. I remember I at some know. point, like four months into it, people were like, yeah, we, we're we going to Davy Wayne's again, as we do every Friday night. And I was like, oh, I didn't know people were doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I did? Sounds fun. I sat at the office and worked and yeah, people was... would get back drunk and they're like, oh, you're still here. Uh, yeah, that was my Friday night. I loved to work. It was fun to stay at that office like a little later. Oh, eventually, I was at Davy Wayne's baby. Eventually, I started oh, yeah, going were. to Davy Wayne's more, and it was like then yeah, I good old then fashions I, there. Then I found the joy of of going going there and then stumbling to the office afterwards. Then what going. What are we talking about right, about right now? I don't know. About? <laughs> Whatever. All right. Yeah, we got we got to get out. Yeah, of here. we got to go. Um, hey, as always, if you'd like to submit questions for future episodes, send them over to hwydpod at gmail.com or swing by patreon.com slash watcher. Uh, check out the videos over on youtube.com slash watcher podcasts. I think that's it, folks. That's right. Send more updates. Let us know send how the advice goes. That's and true. We want to see. We want to, We want the check-ins. Bye, everybody. Bye.